I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Waiver, 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 wired. We're still going strong with the waiver wire. It's not bad. It's not bad this week because of one man. One man makes it all worthwhile. One man carrying the waiver wire this week for fantasy football. Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler, the guy that really, the number one player I wanted to talk about last week. I was like, hey, no Cam Akers. And this is a high scoring offense. And Alexander Madison's not explosive, and he's not good in the passing game. Ty Chandler is that. Ty Chandler runs a 4-3-8, right? That's a, that's a 92nd percentile speed score for Ty Chandler because he's 205 pounds, and he faces Denver this week. I mean, we talked to Josh Larkey on the Top 10 Takeaways show. The greatest rental, one-week rental of a player in fantasy football. You couldn't draw it up. Any better than this, the Broncos give up more than 10 fantasy points above the mean to opposing running backs, which is exceptional. So I'm so excited for Ty Chandler this week. You're playing him. You're slotting him right into your RB2 spot. And this is week 11. We're heading into week 11. So at this point, just push your chips into the middle of the table. Do you think it's going to get better than Ty Chandler? How do you think it could get better? Right. If just think about all the scenarios of all the running backs that could go down and the guy you would want to pick up, how does it get better than Ty Chandler? Is there someone behind Ty Chandler? Not really. Right. Is this the offense where you want a running back airdropped into? Yeah. Do you want him to be explosive? Do you want him to have pass catching ability? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so what else? Oh, but Alexander Madison, it's only a concussion. He'll be back. Yeah, like Roshan Johnson came back from a concussion right away. No, <laughs> there's no guarantees. I can guarantee you this. Alexander Madison will be out for week 11. This very, very precious few players have played the following week post-concussion. It's just not a thing anymore, and it shouldn't ever be a thing that a player plays the following week after being concussed. And then it's, it's a coin flip whether he plays the following week. So... If there's one thing that I had to disagree with Josh on, it's, hey, Josh, this is not exactly a one-week rental. Ty Chandler was getting snaps and rotating in significantly before the concussion. And it, as soon as he starts catching passes smoothly out of the backfield in these situations where Alexander Madison is putting it on the ground, right? Do we have a Alexander Madison? We have a demonstration of Alexander Madison uh, catching passes out of the backfield. Here we go. How about that? 
How about that? Is that is that close? Is that is that is that similar to what we saw from Alexander Madison? I think so. I think so. So Ty Chandler, Ty Chandler, Ty Chandler, Ty Chandler. Get excited. Permission to get excited and permission to put your chips in. I mean, if you need to win this week, just put them all in. Go 100% of your fab budget. It's it's now or whatever, right? And for those of us that are in contention, I'm putting in between 30 and 50%, right? If I have 100 out of $1,000 left, I'm going to put 50 in for Ty Chandler, if not more, just depending on my running back choices this week. Why not? I mean, again, explain to me a better option. Right in week 12, week 13, what scenario do you think could unfold and running back do you think could come available? Do you think would be a better option? You let me know. Let us know in the comments. You tell me. I mean, I can think of some scenarios. I can think of a Rico Doddle. I can think of a Pierre Strong, a Kenny Gainwell, an Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, that's that's certainly possible. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Anyone in any kind of league that's competitive with bench space you all should be hoarding running backs starting in week seven you should be handcuffing all of your running backs if you have christian mccaffrey and elijah mitchell is on the waiver wire and you're not scooping elijah mitchell that's just misconduct right that's pure fantasy negligence on your part right and all of us should be hoarding as many high upside stash running backs as possible that starts with Kenneth Gainwell then Elijah Mitchell even LaMichael Pirine Tank Bigsby what happens if Travis Etienne misses time Tank Bigsby goes to the moon even Zamir White Raiders on a good offense but you know Zamir White's going to become the workhorse if Josh Jacobs misses time so just go ahead and pick those guys up too because if they're available and they didn't produce last week you're not going to have to spend much, if anything, to pick them up. You can just let waivers run and just scoop them up after waivers run. So you can actually spend all the money on Ty Chandler now and not worry about the future running backs that might come available because what you'll do is you'll imagine all the scenarios where a running back that you really want to spend more money on than even Ty Chandler comes available, and you can go ahead and scoop them now so... If they do become the starter in week 13, 14, 15, oh, I already have them stashed. There was Kenneth Gainwell, just available. Ed, hey, there's Elijah Mitchell. Ed, hey, there's Tank Bigsby. Ed, it's not hard. It's it's really, it's not hard at all. And I'm in a league, I'm in a listener league right now on Rival, and, and that's what I've been doing. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasies reminded me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 instant deposit match plus 25 dollars plus a free play 
That promo code is PLAYER for up to $125 in deposit bonus and a free play. You can't beat it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The chat has called me out. I've been called out in the chat. Uh, Tank Bigsby was relegated last week. It's now Dernus Johnson is the uh, number two running back on the depth chart in Jacksonville. Ah, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Bigsby got one carry. Dernus Johnson got two carries. It was also a 34-3 to blowout. Tank Bigsby is a better running back than Dernus Johnson. Dernus Johnson runs a 4-7. He has been touted as an exciting handcuff that you need to get. Remember when he was in Cleveland? Oh, this guy, you know, he's he breaks off some long runs. Oh, got to get Dearn. And then, see, the NFL gives it away. They say, well, actually, guys, uh, <laughs> we don't care about this guy. We're just going to let him walk. We don't even. And then he's a free agent. He signed for a million dollars. And it's like, wait a second. But but the fantasy community was all about this guy. They saw this explosive run. It turns out the NFL teams are accessing playerprofiler.com. And they're like, wait, this guy's not explosive at all. It just happened to be that anyone, even the dustiest running back, if the C's part is going to deliver a long run. That's what happened with Dernus Johnson. So I'm not sold on that. I know, I, I, again, I get it, but... They drafted Tank Bigsby in the third round. He's been perfectly solid rookie running back that should have never been drafted in the third round. Of course not. Of course not. But it's not like he's been this huge disappointment. He's just behind Travis Etienne, who should lead the league in rushing. So, I mean, Bigsby has been fumbling. Okay, so, I mean, I know he he has some fumbles, but we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Maybe it's Dernus Johnson, but this is what I always hear. I always hear about these players like Dernus Johnson that you people love, right? And, oh, he's, he's, he's supplanted Tank Bigsby. And then I look up and, oh, one of the carries was when they were down 26 points, okay? So we'll just, just settle down, right? It's two carries. For, you're so, you're so, you saw a long run once upon a time, and forever you believe that guy is good. That's what's going on. And now it's like, well, but uh, Bigsby fumbled. And, you know, the coaches uh, don't like him anymore. They like Dernus Johnson better. Right? That's you hope trafficking. Okay? That's not actually what's going on. We'll see. We'll see. Has the official depth chart been updated? No. Right? So, But I, I know 
All of you are so, you're very keen in the chat to let me know that you saw the box score, right? This is what so many of the, the most brain dead listeners out there that they just want to be heard and they want to feel smart and they want to let me know that they saw the box score and that actually running back X got more carries than running back Y. And yet all the fundamentals have, 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 have and, and all of, remember all the hype around Tank Bigsby. Uh, Tank Bigsby's a real threat to Travis Etienne. The whole reason Travis Etienne was drafted in the fourth round was the presence of Tank Bigsby. And now those same people are so quick to just pivot all, no, no, no. And I'm always the one that's like, first of all, Tank Bigsby's a rookie and he does nothing better than Travis Etienne. So I don't know why I would discount Travis Etienne because of Tank Bigsby. And now I'm like, well, actually, guys, he Tank Bigsby does have the third round draft capital. And I hate to break it to you, but it, am I now? See, I, I always become fans of players that I don't even like because you people are so fickle. Like Leonard Fournette, right? Leonard Fournette's the perfect example of this. I never set out to be a Leonard Fournette fan. For years, I was saying Leonard Fournette is overrated. How could you draft a running back in the top five? And then he was just banished from Jacksonville. And everyone just said, oh, he must suck. He stinks. He stinks. Why? Because an NFL team caught him or traded him or benched him. And for that reason, they must know. They know so much more than we do. It turns out Leonard Fournette must, must not be good at football because of the, these Jacksonville coaches are watching him every day. And all this data we have, he had, he had 100 targets in a season that he had like a 99th percentile speed score. And then all of a sudden, that's what I'm focused on. I'm like, wait, everybody, hold on a second. I think Leonard Fournette's better than this. I think he's better than some of these crazy fantasy analysts that are running out to say he's not going to be in the league anymore. This was five years ago. Leonard Fournette's washed. He's fat now. He's he's not going to play sports anymore. He's just going to uh, surf the channels on the couch back when you back when we had a remote. Con that, this was so long ago that there was people had remote controls to watch TV. And then I have to raise my hand and go, actually, guys, I mean, I know I'm not a Leonard Fournette fan. He was grossly overdrafted, and I don't agree with almost everything that he stands for as the NFL overvaluing of the running back position generally. But at this point, now you're making me be a fan of Leonard Fournette, you people. And then sure enough, he was an incredible value in one people leagues. It's like, duh. And now, now everyone's pivoting off of him because he wasn't active, even though we've seen video from Buffalo where he looks like 2017 Leonard Fournette. He's in incredible shape and he's learning the playbook. So maybe let him do that. Like he's not even 50% rostered yet. He's still available and you can get him for half of what you might've been bidding before because if he's still available, no one's in a rush to pick him up. He wasn't active. It's now the Latavius Murray show. It's like, no. Leonard Fournette's better than Latavius Murray at this point. He's also better than James Cook I hate because he's a better receiver. So this is a great time to get Leonard Fournette. Someone might drop him. Like, oh, I, I thought he was going to play. He didn't play. I'm just going to drop him. I'm going to maybe the guy that ultimately 
outbid it all, outbid you on Ty Chandler, dropped Leonard Fournette to get him. That would be a great gift, right? So I have Leonard Fournette as my next best option to pick up off the waiver wire this week. Crazy, right? And Rico Doddle, right? Rico Doddle because say no to take lock. I understand. Tony Poolard, right? Tony Poolard is a guy I love. I love. And, and once upon a time, I considered buying a whole bunch of Tony Poolard rookie cards. And I was outbid on eBay. I was outbid. I, I forgot that what you have to do is basically wait until 10 seconds left and then have your finger on the button and bid, 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 bid. I forgot to do that and uh, was outbid. And, and now I'm basically every time I'm outbid on a rookie card on a player, I end up being happy that I missed out. And then whenever I do win the rookie card, I end up disappointed like Travis Fulgham, right? Travis Fulgham always, always. These Travis Fulgham rookie cards have come in so handy. It's amazing. It really is amazing. So I love Tony Pollard. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I know Rico Doddle outproduced him. And the Cowboys are a prolific offense. Have you seen what CeeDee Lamb's been doing the last three weeks, setting all these records? So why not Rico Doddle? Rico Doddle is explosive. Rico Doddle is so much closer to Ty Chandler than any other running back available on waivers. I mean, he is this week's Ty Chandler. Last week, I was like, hey, it looks like Ty Chandler is going to get touches regardless because Alexander Madison is bad. And as much as I loved Tony Pollard heading into this season, so far this year, he has been generally bad. And Tony, I mean, it's it's true. Meanwhile, Rico Doddle, 210 pounds, explosive. Sound like, sound like a guy that we're bidding big, right? So you could either bid big on Ty Chandler, and then if you don't get him, you can put like 5 to 10% down on Rico Doddle and get Rico Doddle. Problem is in competitive leagues, you're not going to get him for that. So Ty Chandler, if you, in a super competitive league, if he's still available, he shouldn't have been available. That's the thing, man. That's the thing with the waiver wire. Last week, I received a number of positive messages, praise on social media. Thank you for focusing on Ty Chandler. This is a guy that's actually available in my league. I appreciate it. So many of the players that are sub-50% rostered aren't even available in my league, right? In a lot of leagues, Rico Doddle's been stashed all year. He's been our number one stash all year. It's like Rico Doddle, Kenneth Gainwell. Just make sure you're stashing those guys. Please find someone else to drop. But if he is available, then you're likely in a league that's a, 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 a notch less competitive than the most competitive leagues. And Tony Pollard wasn't hurt. So it's likely you'll be able to get him for like 10% of your budget. More of us need to be in more of these leagues, right? If us as a community continue to complain that these leagues exist, then just join them. If you can't beat them, join them and then beat them, right? If you can't beat your super competitive league, join one of these other leagues and beat those leagues. In fact, that's what I'm going to do from now on. That's my, my pledge is that I am going to be just only joining easy Yahoo leagues from now on. Why not? I want to go just pick up Ty Chandler off the waiver wire. I want to do that. Please? Darrell Henderson's been dropped. Rams had a bye. But Kyron Williams is not even eligible to return until week 12. From Khalil Herbert to Jeff Wilson, we've seen all these running backs eligible to return and then not return. 
So now Drell Henderson is the 1A to Royce Freeman's 1B. Probably going to get another two weeks of starting. Does he have the ceiling of a Rico Doddle? No. Is he going to win you a league? No. So I'd prefer Rico Doddle. I prefer Leonard Fournette. I know others are like, oh, i got to get Darrell Henderson. He's essentially splitting carries 50% with Royce Freeman. The Rams are a bad offense. I know this is crazy, right? But there's a reason why suddenly you look up and Baker Mayfield and Josh Dobbs have a higher rostered percentage than Matthew Stafford. Like, we knew this all preseason. I understand they've, the Rams have some easy matchups at the beginning of the year. Puka Nakua is going nuclear. And everyone's like, oh, the Rams must be fine. Sean McVay, he fixed it. Right? Sean McVay can't fix a substandard offensive line, a bad defense, a bad running game. I mean, you could fix Van Jefferson by just sending him in outer space. But yes, I'm picking up Darrell Henderson when available, but I'm certainly not overpaying, and I'd rather have Rico Doddle. I mean, isn't aren't they similar players in similar situations? Rico Doddle and Darrell Henderson? One guy's on the Cowboys. They're, they're playing as, as, as good as Dak has ever played, as good as the Cowboys have ever been. This is like the peak Cowboy offense. And, and just remember, everyone, please remember, remember that the reason why the Cowboys offense couldn't be this good was because they lost Kellen Moore. Can we please just re- don't forget this? Can you please not forget this that this was what we were sold that Kellen Moore is this genius and he's the reason and it turns out no, doesn't matter. So many complain that I'm repetitive. I just same positions. I can predict what he's going to say. I ca- I guarantee you did predict that I was going to kneecap Kellen Moore just now that was not a thing anyone saw coming but it is my hobby horse topic absolutely that coaching is overrated and it's only every single coach I also remember earlier the season that it was unthinkable unthinkable when I said Bill Belichick's not going to make it to the end of the season Bill Belichick's gonna get fired watch it happen and like no what no they're at least gonna let him play out the season are they I don't know. The writers at The Athletic covering the Patriots, they're not so sure anymore. Really? You think? Overrated. And yes, I am fallible. I I have uh, positions that I have taken that could be considered wrong. Yes. You know, projections that I've made that at this point you have to say inaccurate. Roshan Johnson. Right, Roshan Johnson, perfect example. Roshan Johnson got concussed with a severe concussion just when he could have taken over this backfield because he is better than Dante Foreman. See, this is one of those situations where, but the NFL coaches are giving Foreman the carries. That must mean that Foreman is better. No, that's not what that means. That's not what that means at all. That mean what we know is that Foreman's getting the carries because he got the carries a few weeks ago and he he played well. He rolled up a bunch of yards, over 100 yards. And as long as he's not fumbling and as as long as he, he's competent, the NFL coaches are not just going to change. That's not what they do. They're not NFL coaches are not constant maniacal optimizers of the talent that they're putting on the field. That's not what they are. That's the assumption. And that assumption is wrong. Roshan Johnson is better than Dante Foreman in every way. And I don't know when Khalil Herbert's going to be back. He just commanded 10 targets. That's not easy to do. 
He is a 220-pound satellite back at this point who is also great between the tackles, is the best pass blocker. It's just one of the great skilled running backs in the NFL. And for that reason, I'm continuing to stash him. He's going to be dropped because O'Cole Herbert's going to be back. O'Cole Herbert's practicing. That's a guy I'm scooping when people drop him. If they've ever even picked him up, right? I, again, I forgot. I forgot. I'm joining the leagues <laughs> that are easy to win. So Roshan Johnson hasn't been rostered since week three. Now I'm picking him up, though. Six targets. A guy like Roshan Johnson, with his talent profile, again, one of the best, most talented running backs in the 2023 draft, he goes out and commands six targets. You instantly pick him up. He's one of those guys where the roster ship percentage doesn't actually reflect the demand for Roshan Johnson because you have a lot of leagues where people drafted him and never dropped him. Or they picked him up and never dropped him when Khalil Herbert went down. There's actually some competitive leagues where Roshan Johnson's available because when the managers are much more active churning the roster, actually Roshan is more available than you might think. Where a guy like Rico Doddle is less available than you might think because in every competitive league, the, the Pollard manager has already picked up Doddle or some savvy manager has picked up Doddle knowing he's one of the, the highest upside running backs in the league just for the same reason Gainwell's never been dropped in a lot of these leagues either and one deep ad I'm going to continue to mention is Pierre Strong Pierre Strong is explosive Pierre Strong has the pass catching ability and Kareem Hunt is continues to post three yards a carry and vulture touchdowns from Jerome Ford. Shame on Kareem Hunt. I don't believe Kareem Hunt makes it to the end of the season with the current role that he has. He's playing bad. He's now bad. When you start off running a 4.65 and then you don't take care of your body, you're now running a 4.8. That's how fast Kareem Hunt is at this point in his career. So Pierre Strong, Pierre Strong has multiple paths to fantasy relevance you might say well your convictions are always wrong like your your conviction in roshan johnson you know has you know resulted in just sub 10 point performances each and every week when he's active what am i getting from michael wilson right you, you all this conviction of michael wilson and my only response to that is wait just wait just like last week Jaden reed just wait just wait. How can the Podfather continue to claim Jaden Reed's the best receiver on the Packers? Did you watch the game this week? It's clear. It's pretty clear at this point that Jaden Reed is phenomenal. He was an early producer at Central Michigan before he transferred. He was active on special teams. There's a lot of positive signals that are predictive of NFL performance, NFL production. Lots of great comps from you know, Deontay Johnson those types of players, that's who Jaden Reed is. The problem, he has, he has a Jordan Love problem, which is why I'm not the most bullish on Jaden Reed. I'm really bullish now on Noah Brown. Noah Brown proved with two consecutive 100-yard performances, that proves that he's not a fluke. It just takes two. It takes two to prove you're not a fluke. And you're with a quarterback that can throw for 500 yards, that means that C.J. Stroud can support three fantasy-relevant wide receivers. There's athleticism with Noah Brown. Noah Brown didn't produce it all in college because he was at Ohio State behind a, a, a bunch of other, you know, 
world-class caliber wide receivers, but he is athletic. And over the years in Dallas, he did learn the art of playing wide receiver. It took him years, but he did. He had that raw athletic material, and it's now translating. Now he's in his late 20s. It's a great story. This is an incredible story, right? I mean, so just pick him up, right? Pick him up. Should have picked him up last week. But in these leagues, right, that we're in, now we're in these leagues, right? These 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 Yahoo leagues that we're in now, everybody. I look, oh, there's Noah Brown, right? It, it made sense, though. It made sense. If no one realized, right, that uh, Nico Collins was going to be out, makes sense. Oh, didn't realize it or, or, or considered it, but I'm going to roll the lineup I have. No way Noah Brown, the journeyman, can repeat last week. It makes sense that he was available, that he is widely available still. And so I know Nico Collins is coming back, but that's fine. So then it's Nico, and it's Noah Brown, and it's Tank Dell. That's okay. They don't have a running back that's commanding targets out of the backfield. Dalton Schultz commands targets only because there's so many targets to go around. You don't overthink Noah Brown. Many will talk themselves out of Noah Brown. That's why you can get him for a relatively low bid because I think you get a lot of your league mates will talk themselves out of Noah Brown. So I prefer Noah Brown to Jaden Reed and I prefer Brandon Cooks. And I'm not playing Brandon Cooks this week. I think they play Carolina this week. I'm not interested in that game at all. That's a Rico Doddle game, right? That's another reason I like Rico Doddle. That's not a Brandon Cooks game. That's the wor- that's the worst. You have a run funnel defense that's just going to get bulldozed, and they're not going to need Brandon Cooks. They're just going to you know make sure that Lamb gets fed, and that's it, right? But then look ahead, Week Twelve, Washington. That's why I'm going all in, which you know five percent of my budget, which is all in for me on a wide receiver. I want Brandon Cooks. I'm going to be starting him Week Twelve against Washington. This is a reason to even trade for Brandon Cooks. If he's not available in the waiver wire, I would trade for him just for week 12. Again, Jaden Reed is going to be highly volatile all year, just like Luke Musgrave. I like Luke Musgrave too, but they have a Jordan Love problem. And the Jordan Love problem is that his ball placement's so bad and, and they can't score points that they're just going to not be able to give you touchdowns very often. And there is a Christian Watson there. And there is a Romeo Dobbs there. And so and there is an Aaron Jones there. And there's just a lot of weapons when a bad quarterback has a lot of weapons, you can't expect a lot, but you have to, on principle, because he's so good and he is their best option, roster that guy. Elijah Moore is in the opposite situation. Elijah Moore is the clear number three, but it's a consolidated target distribution. It's just Cooper, Moore, and Njoku, and you know Harrison Bryant. These guys aren't getting any targets. They've traded Donovan Peoples-Jones. It's just... These three guys. So Elijah Moore is a guy I'm happy to start, even though with Pittsburgh, it's going to be a lower scoring game. It is the type of offense that just it can't push the Browns like the Ravens could. And it's also the type of defense. Pittsburgh has a, the type of defense that doesn't have a, 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 a featured corner. And th- this, is the, this is the type of game that Amari Cooper typically does well. Right, so you have death, taxes, and Amari Cooper shredding a bad secondary. And for that reason, I, I'm not eager to start Elijah Moore this week, but I love that he is the clear number three on an offense that is 
starting to score some points. They're starting to to get into a rhythm. Admittedly, even though Deshaun Watson has like no arm, very I mean he's basically throwing with no arm. I don't know how it's possible. Like mechanically, I don't know how he's doing it, but he doesn't have a right arm and he's still getting the job done somehow. I mean, they beat the Ravens. I mean, bravo. And yes, Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson, Michael Wilson, Michael Wilson. Maintain conviction. Hold, hold, hold. He was 12% rostered last week. He's 12% rostered this week. I like Michael Wilson. And I like him over like a Demario Douglas. I know Demario Douglas is a popular guy to pick up. Again, in those Yahoo leagues, right? Because we were all picking him up last week. And congratulations. He he gave us the 15 fantasy points. It's exactly what we expected. And now they're going into a bye. And after the bye, Demario Douglas faces the Giants. This is bad, right? Just for the same reason I'm not starting Brandon Cooks against Carolina. I have no interest. If I'm not going to start Demario Douglas this week or next week, why have him? Right? If I'm dropping him, I'm actually dropping Demario Douglas. I don't want him, right? Again, this is where this show separates itself, distinguishes itself. In that we have Noah Brown, Brandon Cooks, Jaden Reed, Elijah Moore, Michael Wilson, all ranked ahead of a Demario Douglas, where other services are like, you gotta get Demario Douglas, he was good last week. Yeah, but he's going to do it a buy, and he's got the Giants. That's going to be like a 35-point total. Which explain to me what kind of weak winning capabilities that Demario Douglas is going to have two weeks from now. And then after that, what's going to happen with Bailey Zappi? I mean, get out of here. Demario Douglas was good for a two-week stretch, and that two-week stretch is over. I'd rather have Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir. Oh, he only had the two targets. Yeah, but wide receiver production week to week is highly uncertain. So just keep going back to the guy that's starting in three receiver sets with Josh Allen. <laughs> it's like we have, Michael Wilson is the is the alpha or the X receiver, the one X receiver that Cardinals have for Kyler Murray, right? Brandon Cooks has a fully rebooted Dak Prescott. Noah Brown has C.J. Stroud, who's entering the top God tier. There's multiple God tiers of the dynasty rankings, our quarterback rankings, but he's in the top guard tier. It's it's now a question of when C.J. Stroud overtakes Josh Allen. When does C.J. Stroud overtake Patrick Mahomes? That's now the conversation. I don't see how he takes over... Jalen Hurts, but Patrick Mahomes better watch. Better watch his back. C.J. Stroud's coming. But yes, Khalil Shakir, still better than Gabriel Davis, even though Gabriel Davis outproduced him last week. That's one week, and it wasn't even an impressive performance by Gabriel Davis. Khalil Shakir is going to have weeks, right? And I know that Curtis Samuel's still out there, but again, Curtis Samuel's playing the Giants this week. That's bad. On the service, like, oh, great matchup against the Panthers. Oh, great matchup against the Giants. But no points are going to get scored. Look at the total. Sam Howell can throw to a lot of different guys. And he's been putting up 300 yards because he's had to. He's been forced to throw because they're down in a shootout game environment. That's not what we're going to get from Washington, New York. New York wants the number one pick. New York wants Caleb Williams. And if you want to win a week with your flex, your, your third flex option, and you're like, what about deep leagues? You, you're not giving me any options. Khalil Shakir's rostered. 
Michael Wilson's rostered. Yeah, but Michael Wilson's only rostered in 12%. So if you're in the upper 10th percentile of fantasy leagues, congratulations. Like, that's good. Right? How about Jalen Guyton? Okay, Jalen Guyton, unfortunately, caught the touchdown. See, what I would prefer is if Jalen Guyton hadn't caught the touchdown. Then, then he there would be no competition to get him. But I still believe that because it's the Keenan Allen show and a Josh Palmer will return eventually, and Quinton Johnston's showing signs of life, that most fantasy gamers, and especially, this is important, the fantasy analysts that they listen to don't respect Jalen Guyton, even though Jalen Guyton is a better deep threat than Quinton Johnston. They want Quinton Johnston to be a deep threat, but he's not good at being a deep threat. He's good at almost nothing. The one thing that Jalen Guyton can do is, is run deep and score deep touchdowns. So that's a guy that I want to play. I want to stream that guy because he has 20 points in him. He can go out and catch four passes for 100 yards and a touchdown. What's four passes for 100 yards and a touchdown? That's 20 fantasy points. That's what he can do. And he does it better than Quinton Johnston. There are a few stash-wide receivers I'm interested in. Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell is a stash-wide receiver. A.T. Perry is going into a bye, but A.T. Perry is looking interesting. So there's a couple of these, these emerging stash receivers. I'm stashing Rashad Bateman still in these super deep leagues, right? You have to understand how happy I am to look up and see Jalen Guyton outproducing Quinton Johnston in a total shootout, in an, the ultimate shootout. And then to see Christian Kirk utterly dominating Calvin Ridley, as predicted. It's just, it's just, it's a feel-good thing. It's a feel-good thing. And then you look up and we talk about Josh Dobbs. Like, I love Josh Dobbs, right? Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs. Here's the guy I love. I'm like, hey, I like what C.J. Stroud's doing, but what about Josh Dobbs? Well, <laughs> Josh Dobbs and Baker Mayfield are officially more than 50% rostered Across all leagues. Th this is the end. Like, we've reached the end of the game where the only streaming options left are like Kenny Pickett. This is the end. This is the, the we've reached the end. Like, we on Patreon, patreon.com slash podfather, I have a section in my post, in my fab guidance post, where I suggest the QB streamer. And it was Sam Howell, and then it was Josh Dobbs, Mayfield. And now I'm looking up, I'm like, uh, well, I don't have one. Like, I don't have, I mean, good luck. Best of luck to you. Maybe we should look together. Maybe I, okay, I, I couldn't think of one. And, and then I was like, well, Mayfield. And then I realized Mayfield was, was, was rostered. And, but someone's going to have to drop somebody. Matthew Stafford could, could become available. That's a guy. Uh, Jordan Love does play the Chargers at home. That could be interesting. Potentially, Russell Wilson getting dropped is a possibility. Maybe. You don't want to play Baker Mayfield against the 49ers anyway. I'm not playing. Again, this would be the week, right? This would be the week. To, what about your conviction in Kenny Pickett? Not against the Browns. No, thank you. Will Levis against the Jaguars? Will Levis against the Jaguars? Crazier things have happened. Right, maybe we go back to the Will Levis well. Maybe he can recapture the magic from his fake debut. Maybe that's it. So maybe that's it. Maybe you know what? Against the Jags, yeah, I could see it. 
I can see Will Levis recapturing it. Two touchdowns, 260 yards and two touchdowns from Will Levis. That's the direction we'll go. But it's funny. It's funny that the Dobbs is not available anymore. Like, totally missed it. If you're trying to pick up a quarterback now, you, you missed it. And I'm uh, going back to Luke Musgrave at tight end. Uh, I believe that he is uh, the most talented tight end that's widely available. It's just that he also has a Jordan Love problem. Yeah, tight, streaming tight end is just, it's quite brutal. Hopefully, you you picked up Trey McBride and you're just riding Trey McBride. And, I, and great for Trey McBride. Trey McBride, a totally dominant college producer at Colorado State. I'm really, I'm so proud of him. He just continued to persevere. You know, they have Zach Ertz there, and he's like, you know what? I think I might just have to outplay Zach Ertz. I think that's what I'm going to have to do. And he's done it. So, bravo, Trey McBride. He's he's a dog. 